Hey guys, welcome to uh, kind of a module B, if you will, bonus episode for the week, Super High Sci-Fi. Uh, it's just Grant and I today, and we're going to do another commentary track for a classic Star Trek Next Generation episode from Season 2, Episode 12, The, the Royale. Royale. So, without further ado, go ahead and look it up on uh, iTunes, your DVD collection, wherever you have it. And get ready to press play. Three, two, one. Yeah, Captain's log. Mm. Commander Riker's got his beard, though. This is the early beard stage, though. He's still having fun. Well, I think he's he's still having fun himself, but he hasn't evolved to the point where only he is allowed to have fun at to the exclusion of everybody else on the ship. Uh, he's yet to become chubby Riker, too. Nasty. <laughs> Fucking laptop. Oh, is this where he's trying to solve the fucking, like, math puzzle? Yeah, he's trying to solve <laughs> the math puzzle that's 300 years old, like, in modern times here today. Yes, this is how I spend my free time. Yeah, he's such a fucking nerd. This is how he spends <laughs> his free time. Hmm. 800 years. So what, what year is this supposedly set in here? 20... 2366. Okay, so it's about 500 years old today. Yeah, Riker no just doesn't give a shit no about any of fuck it. about your math problem. And just keep sipping your tea, though. Ah, it's Captain Picard's weird thing. He's obsessed with old shit and just has the most boring old man hobbies possible. He's an antiquarian. He's a weirdo. That's what he is. We're going to get some great 80s stinger music, though, here. Here it comes. It's Chief O'Brien, who survived the plane crash in Die Hard 2. He's back. Oh, it's a NASA part with an American flag on it. By the way, if you're listening along, we skipped the introductory credit sequence, so we're in the ready room here.
Oh, she's asking intelligent questions. And she's still sort of trying to have a weird accent. Mm. This is always where you get into trouble in Star Trek, though. You beam down to check something out. Shut up, Wesley. Maybe they should have beamed Wesley down and then just not bothered to solve the puzzle and left him there. Might have taught him some character. It would be against Starfleet regulations. Well, I mean, so would putting him out in an airlock, but, you know, that would also have been a good idea. I hope Will Wheaton feels an immense shame. See, how do they know what a green light is? Nobody has a car. I'm calling bullshit. No, I think they would know what that is. It's a common expression. Because people drive cars. Yeah, it's very common, but... <laughs> to them, it would be a common expression in the history books, though. Can't, uh, can't discount the fact that they probably have learned stuff and kept it going throughout the centuries. I guess, but my point is you don't hear many people saying daddy-o these days. Yeah, because that's stupid. I'll tell you what's stupid is the 80s green screen effect that we had there for a couple minutes. It's a revolving door. Seems ominous. Let's go inside. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure these guys have had a few planets under their belt by now, but they're still going through revolving doors in the middle of nowhere. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, Data almost got in the same, the same part with Worf. He would have slowed the whole revolving door down. Purgatory here, I'm sure. When do you think this is supposed to be set? The novel, I mean. I think it's supposed to be from the 1920s or 30s. I just questioned that as I saw some black people in the casino. It doesn't, you know seemed quite right to me it was pretty racist at that point in time as to who was allowed in <laughs> shut the fuck up Wesley Mm. 
Here we go. The dangers the- to your wallet. You're going to lose all your money at the craps table. Ah, but they have no money in the 23rd century, right? Oh, so yeah, they can't even play. Yeah. But I saw the look on Data's face. He's just itching to get onto some of those blackjack tables and just count cards to high heaven. Yeah, but uh, Data doesn't count cards. What's the point in counting them, right? He just knows. This guy's been in so many TV shows. Creepy character actor guy? Yeah, I've seen him in so many shows. I think the last show I saw him in was Lost, and he... I don't know, he was some old guy. He got killed with his, his wife. I've seen him in a lot of shit from the 80s and 90s. He just seems like one of those character actors who gets a lot of work. As, for example, Dusk Guy. Mm-mm. You don't really mess with Rita. Mickey D's gonna get you. Who in their right mind would be afraid of somebody called Mickey D? <laughs> I mean, pre-McDonald's, maybe it's like a scary nickname, but in the no, post-McDonald's not even, era. not even pre-McDonald's, it's not scary. It's stupid. Why are you telling random guests that? Yeah, right. I'm a great customer service, asshole. Ah, there we go. Eat the chip, Worf. Earth. Thanks. I'm going to go back and drink myself into a stupor now. Do you think there's anything written in those letters? Uh, no. (laughs) I think it's all bullshit. At least they have some hot table girls. Well, there's what's-her-face in here losing all of her money with Tex coming up. Oh, yeah, and Tex is scamming her, trying to get her into a desperate situation so he can take advantage. Let's be honest. Tex is deliberately making her lose money, so she has to suck his cock. Yeah, he's a rapist. Yeah, (laughs) he's a creepy old fat guy. There he is. Here he comes. Here's Tex. Nice suit. (laughs) Business. That smile on Commander Riker's face lets you know, though, that he really just wants to stay in the casino and try and fuck all the waitresses. 
Yeah, he does. It's Beard Riker. He's got the beard on now. Keep working. I'll use Cerebro to locate them. I mean, he probably would have done better in a wheelchair at this point, yeah. Would have added some. I mean, his chair right now, it's kind of like, it's basically the same as his Professor X wheelchair, except he can, it doesn't go anywhere. Somebody should have put wheels on it, though. That would have been a great way to go around the bridge, because it's all carpeted. Just get an office chair. Yep, Commander Riker's bemused. Oh, here's Tex's uh, young wannabe rape victim who uh, Tex has been plying with mixed drinks for half the night, probably. Data's got a cowboy hat on, though. Which is the first time he wears a cowboy hat in the life of the show, but eventually one of the best episodes ever, A Fistful of Datas, and I believe yeah. season seven, when they officially ran out of ideas. You're very funny, Senor Eli. Features Data in a variety of hats. <laughs> you notice how in these earlier episodes, Data does a whole bunch of things that they would never let him do in the later seasons like stuff that an android is not supposed to get at all like he he uses contractions he gives people like the eyebrows and stuff and makes all these quirky expressions yeah i and then they kind of erase that from the character starting in the third season he became like stone-faced pretty much all the time I mean, in some ways, I think that really works. Like when he's going to kill Mr. Fajo at the end of The Most Toys, the stone-faced calculating robot data is pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's just one of the weirdest <laughs> things, though. It's uh, They actually start him out, he has kind of some emotions, and they actually take those away from him as the show goes on. You know, but if I had to choose between emotionless robot data and data who wants to define words and give all the synonyms possible for them. Every time someone asks a question on the bridge, I I prefer emotionless data. Well, I mean, it's it's certainly better than emotion chip data in like Star Trek Insurrection where he goes <clears throat> like lock and load and all that stupid shit. Yeah, I think emotion chip data in the movies is probably the low point for the character. Well, except for Mr. Tricorder. No, including Mr. Tricorder. I like it. Yeah, we're getting out of here. Commander Riker couldn't fuck any of the waitresses, so he's done with the planet. I like his bolo tie. It's pretty nice.
See, when Wesley just like slaps his hand against the control panel there, don't you think he's actually pushing like eight buttons at once? I just wonder if they had to practice which parts of the panel they were going to hit when they were filming to make it look real. I, yeah, look, he just did like a little zigzag thing on the, on the panel. I think they they just go in ape shit with every part that's lit up. You can touch, unless it's something very specific like the transporter or the phaser button. Improv exercise. Oh, see, Data almost did it again. He almost got him with Worf. Where the fuck you think you going, Charles? Uh-oh. Now you're trapped. You're trapped in a shitty novel. Should just burn the hotel down. That would have been a better way to deal with it. Slapper data. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what Kirk would have done. Nice glasses. <laughs> that wasn't even an actor. It was just some producer guy who just walked through the set. <laughs> What's Worf going to do? Punch through the wall to get outside? <laughs> See, I think I have respect to the Star Trek set builders, though, because you never have the shaky wall problem in TNG. To my knowledge, I can't remember a single point where you have that. Yeah, they they did a great job. Yeah, like... And actually, know. it looks real, and yep, but your phaser still can't cut through it. Just like in a lot of other 80s, 90s sci-fi, like Babylon 5, if you put the key card into the key slot too viciously, the wall jiggles and just looks shitty. I have to give a lot of respect for the way that they did that for all TNG. But this is with Worf's... His updated little shoulder band thing because originally it's like the gold carpet fringe yeah his sash his fashion sash yeah it's now his metal interlocking one I don't know, maybe someone's trying to serve him with alimony here. Of course he's tense. He's stuck in a fucking terrible casino. Kill him. Use your phaser on him. (laughs) Got the guy getting the Saturday Night Special out of the drawer here, because they just keep that in the drawer at the desk.
Phase room. Ah, here's Captain Picard. Tricorder. Yeah, good call, dumbass. Ugly hotel. Yeah. Kick it down. Housekeeping. Or just use the doorknob. Whatever. Yeah, I, th I think it's the dead guy. I mean, I get that the guy dead or died in, in the bed and, and everything, but why would he pull the covers over his face? <laughs> Who the fuck sleeps like that? Oh, I really? He just came to do a bit part in the show and they forgot to film him. I like the shitty art. I guess hotel art hasn't improved at all. What do you think the other states are? I mean, one's probably Puerto Rico. Canada. Canada. <laughs> Ooh, good one-liner. 
Yeah. Something else Data never gets to do again. Flip through a book real fast? Yeah, read information really quickly and summarize it out of a book. Mickey D. Okay, so imagine the worst book you've ever read. And then imagine that aliens created a world based on that book and you had to live in it forever. What's the worst book you've ever read or been forced to read? Um, well, if we're including school books you had to read, probably Beloved. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, trapped in the world of Beloved. I would yeah. just put that bitch right back in the fucking pond. Yeah. Drop a rock on her. Drown her ass in the yeah. creek again. Yeah, just case closed. It's over. Okay, that's another question. If you're on a space flight leaving the solar system and you know you're going to be gone for a really long time, why are you bringing shitty novels with you? Wouldn't you want to bring good books to waste your time on? I mean, to be honest with you, the best strategic play would be to have at least one copy of Playboy with you. Just so the aliens would think that's the preferred way of Earth. Yeah, so like they create like the Playboy Mansion yeah. for you to live the rest of your days Absolutely. out in. I mean, you could just yeah. live your days out in the Playboy Mansion. If like, only the Colonel Ritchie knew what was going to happen. If he, he had planned, planned. Ahead. yeah, he could have had a grotto <laughs> party for the rest of yeah. his life. Do you think they ever actually made separate planet backgrounds, or they just used like the same four or five and just recolored them? It, uh, yeah, I think probably like a combination of matte paintings and, you know, recolors. It just seems like that the cloud pattern and shit on there is the same as many others in TNG. Just some are orange, some are bluish, some are green-gray. Yeah. I mean, they it's it's really clear watching all the episodes. They use the same matte paintings over and over again, but doesn't really take anything away from it. No, I mean, fuck no. This is, trust me, as long as we're not... Uh, on the Babylon 5 level of uh, visual composition, we're, we're okay. Ah, room service. Worf should have ordered some blood wine.
Very, very creative as usual. Worf likes the direct approach. Although that begs the question, I guess, if they call up every day to see if the corpse wants some room service. Yeah, they know he's dead. Shutting again, like shutting the door. I don't understand the yeah. dead guy to keep the dead guy isolated. I, I mean, nobody else is upstairs. Clearly, all the characters in the casino. Oh. Now Picard has to go through the worst ordeal of anybody in this episode, having to read the shitty novel. Do you think this is what he was flashing back to when he was being tortured on Cardassia? I'm sure it's one of the things that came up when he was being asked how many lights he saw. I think since he already lived through this, it's just he couldn't be conquered. That's why they couldn't break him. Yeah. He had lived through reading the Royale. I mean, this book does seem to really suck, like an incredible amount of cock. Data, Worf doesn't like people. Come on. What's a good gambling game that Worf would be an excellent player at? Slot machine. Slot machine. <laughs> all you have to do is pull the lever. <laughs> I guess that's about all you can handle. You're right. Oh, a 91 caddy. Is that what he said? A 91? I don't know what he said. I hope I misheard that, because otherwise, how the fuck do you have a 91 caddy, but then Mickey D is dressed in a fur coat with an antique pistol at the end? He's got those good old man smoky sunglasses, though. With the bridge? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Turn on to his cock? I think that's where that was going. What's she have there? 17? Oh. oh, no. 13? I don't know. I would have hit two on that one. <laughs> Data. That guy looks like it would be a perfect role for, like, Nicolas Cage to play. Mickey D? No, the bellhop. Oh. I'll show Mickey D. Maybe if the bellhop had less hair. Would be a good Nicolas Cage part. 
What a fucking douchebag. Maybe the D stands for douche. Mickey douche. Who dresses like that? <laughs> Cat Picard's face. Yeah, keep being smug, bitch. You're going to turn into a British lady here in four or five episodes, and that's going to be the rest of the show. Oh, see, she's the smart one. She leaves while she still has a chance. Picard has to sit there and endure this crap. Well, I mean, if you're trying to write a high school paper about this, of course you would compare the symbolism of being able to leave the ready room with not being able to leave the hotel. Yeah, I know. Why don't I do my college essay on this episode? That would have eaten up a good four or five paragraphs of bullshit. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, no bullet holes. Must be one hell of a gun he's got there. Well, you can put the safety back on that, or you just gonna hold it with your finger on the trigger still? I don't know, he's not a very smart guy. He just put a, a cocked gun, no safety, in his ass. He's a character in the fucking novel. Come on. The Ferengi. Bum, bum, bum. Data, just win the game already. Come on. I would prefer to gamble at Quark's, I think. 
Dabo seems much more fun than this. Yeah, his, uh, what's it, Quark's Bar, Grill, Hollow Suites, Arcade? Yeah. Were they going to fuck in the car or something? I don't get what his master plan is here if he loses all his money. <laughs> Riker says he knows they're going to cheat to win. <laughs> What if they brought Jordy down? He's blind. He could roll it pretty good, I bet. That's why you need to cheat, Data. Yeah, so get to the cheating. Come on. Shit. I mean, is that their way of saying that the dice are loaded? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that the or house is. They're just that. trying to justify cheating, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, data gets really, really. He's douchey lot, in this whole thing. A lot of good arm gestures. Yeah. I think that there's a gif online, though, where Dana, he sucks a joint right down to the, the roach and then pumps his arm, and the you're not the father from Moria's flashing at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Shabang! <laughs> Fucking gambling. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they do. Riker's got women to buy. Yep, there we go. Best line in the whole episode. <laughs> I'd say probably one Love of the it. better lines in the series. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a big mistake, Texas guy.
Oh, come on. He should have had Worf blow on the dice. Worf would have blown them out of his hands. Shazam. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The android wins. Data's got the touch. Did you hear that? <laughs> nope. Can't do it. What a fucking kami. Damn right we are. Second best line in the episode. <laughs> That's right, we wear spandex uniforms. We got style. Well, they're polyester. I mean, we have a little bit more style than spandex. A little, like a smidge. Of course, are these still the one-piece ones, or are they the two-piece? I can't tell uh, from the I think back. these are the one-piece Yeah, suits. I think they're the one-piece yeah. ones still, too. Because they don't have to straighten them obsessively every five seconds. Well, it was confusing, because at one point in this episode, Captain Picard does tug on his shirt while he's sitting down. Which is the characteristic gesture of the two-piece that they go to. <laughs> Whew. Successfully escaped the universe's most boring casino. Yeah, but now that the novel's completed, you can probably just come visit any time, right? So, new shore leave spot. No, the only way to be sure is to nuke the whole thing from orbit. I mean, that would be really be the safest way to do it, is just destroy the whole planet. Although, I think, in point of fact, that theorem has been solved in real life. Oh, and there is the end of the episode. we got the credits rolling now. Uh, how would you rate that overall out of 10, Grant? I give it a 7 out of 10 overall. It's a good episode. It's funny. It's enjoyable. Uh, I always have a good time when I watch that one. I'd give it a 7 out of 10, too. It has some good parts. There, There's definitely some uh, some little rough patches, but overall, I think it's an episode that you can't help but end up liking at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's definitely a classic Star Trek episode, like the classic type of episode that you used to see in the original series. So, very good. Absolutely. So, thanks for listening, guys. This uh, brings our sort of module B here, if you will, to a close. And we will be back, uh, hopefully, next week with our regularly scheduled show. And thanks for listening.